0: All right, let's try this again, Jack. It's time for my signature line, which is... I forgot. Oh, my God. Are you serious? (laughs) Another week. Tuesday. Another pod. Okay, we got one more word. Now we're at two words. (laughs) Next week, we'll try to get to three words, huh? We'll try to get to three words next week. Um, But yes, it is another Tuesday, another pod. This week, we have a special guest who will be joining us in a moment, who I'm sure you saw in the thumbnail if you're watching on YouTube. So we're going to interview him, get his take on last season, plus some additional questions as well. We're going to give you guys some insight on next week's episode. It's going to be a very exciting one. So we're going to tease that a little bit. We have a cue of the day from a fan we're going to go over. And then we'll wrap up with talking about the NBA three-point contest between Steph and Curry. And Sabrina, that happened this last weekend. So that's the pod agenda for today. Yes, sir. Please join Jack and I in studio, as well as our virtual guest, and enjoy. And this is the Pipe It Up podcast. Cue the intro. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pipe It Up podcast, the official podcast of MLW Wiffle Ball. It's Jack and Tom back in studio today. Mm -hmm. And we are joined by none other than Casey Bennett from the downtown Diamondbacks, the now two-year player going into his third season. Bennett, thank you for joining us this evening. Thanks for having me, Tom. Not a problem. Call on your last second, so I appreciate you jumping on to be our guest of the week. I will say, Bennett, you weren't the most requested guest, but some people did write your name down on the ballot for people they wanted on. So, hey, a couple people are happy right now, and the rest you should prove as to why you should be the requested guest. Tell well, the people what I told you today as to why I wanted you to come on the show at first. What was my what was my reasoning?
1: Uh, as comic relief, Tom,
0: because apparently that's all <laughs> I am to you. Well, we almost had a multi guest episode, so I was like, okay, Bennett, if we get this other person on first for the first thirty minutes. You can come in on the back half for comic relief. <laughs> <And> he's <laughs> like, is that all I am to you is comic relief?
2: But... <laughs> in, in, in classic, most dedicated fashion, though, he he did not hesitate. Exactly. And, and he, he agreed to come on regardless of exactly. his role.
0: And this time he remembered that we operate in Eastern Time at this company and not in Central Time where he's at. So uh, also something important to note. We are going to interview Bennett here. But before we do, I wanted to put a little something in all of your brains that... We have now a lot more Host Red ad slots open. So the Host Red ads that you hear every week as an audio listener are no longer happening for Anchor. So if you have a wiffle ball league, you have a business you're starting, if you're a listener and you want to have something shouted out, now is the time to reach out for a very cheap Host Red ad by Jack or myself to put in the podcast, both in audio and in video form. And I will hook you guys up with, it's not going to be a lot of money. First of all, it'd be very cheap. But mm-hmm. an additional discount will come your way if you can send me your Pipe It Up listening numbers from last year. So if you're a dedicated fan, I'll, I'll, I'll knock that price like in half for you to get you on. I like that. You like that?
2: We'll do a good job reading the ads too.
0: Yeah, we'll do a great job. We'll put our a little flavor on it. But, oh, yeah. So keep that in mind if you are a Wiffle Ball League commissioner, player, or you have something else going on on social media, whatever it may be, we'd be happy to promote it for you at a very low price on Pipe It Up. So now, Bennett, how's it going down there in Columbia, Missouri, a.k.a. Coma, where you're going to school?
1: I'm having a blast with the college life. Been staying busy playing uh, club baseball down here, uh, uh, intramural basketball, which I suck at. Uh, been working on the athletic broadcast team, which I've been a cameraman uh, for like the basketball, volleyball, gymnastics meets. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, this semester has been kind of a grind for me so far. Uh, my classes haven't really been that hard, but I've, I've, I'm on a cut diet, Tom.
0: Oh, okay. We like that. We're big advocates of that around Slim Bennett. Yeah. So what's that look like for you every day?
1: A lot of protein, not a lot of calories. Got to find a way to balance that. Is it? A lot lot of red meat then?
0: Oh, I have my beef. (laughs) Yes, it's (laughs) beef. How about ground turkey, chicken breast, 90-10. Look at you. 90-10.
2: Do you have some sort of goal with this diet or did this, like, what, what kind of prompted you to go ahead and start this?
1: Uh, well, actually, my roommate, who happens to be part of the infamous Grasshoppers MLW oh, yes. Tournament Legends, uh, my roommate, Owen Lucy, a uh, big fitness guy, kind of got me started when we came here to Mizzou in spring 2023. So we've been going to the gym over the last year, and this semester, I started cutting with him, and it's it's been a challenge, but it's been fun.
0: Cool. I like What's, your,
1: what's your favorite exercise in the gym? Ooh. I'm a big chest, uh, chest day guy. I love Naturally. those
2: incline presses. Naturally,
0: loves those incline presses. We love that. Well, <laughs> we're looking forward to seeing you this summer. Hopefully, you're looking like you're in tip-top shape. I, I'm looking,
2: here. I'm looking for just like a shredded Bennett to come back. <laughs> Can like, you like imagine
0: just, just if Bennett was just huge, just so, just Matt? Like, Open remember day.
2: for for those those listeners that remember Zach P. Rock, you mm-hmm, know, like that. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for Casey to come back as. Just jersey not fitting like bulging, bulging biceps.
0: Yeah. I'm waiting for that New Jersey request sizing up.
2: Yep.
1: (laughs) If I can get to Zach's physique, I'll be very happy. (laughs) I I will, I will say it is really annoying being on a cut because the groceries are not cheap at all.
0: Buying like
2: protein shakes and protein powder. That's why
0: I, I just go chicken, heavy chicken for me. It's the cheapest thing every time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All that junk is cheap. All the junk food is like you know. It is. That's all the all that garbage is inexpensive.
0: You don't catch me. I'm, I don't buy protein power. None of that. I just it's just chicken breast over here, guys. Straight chicken. Just straight. He just chicken grinds breast. the
2: chicken up in his smoothie instead of the protein. Just chicken.
0: Yeah, it's literally just chicken ah. on chicken on chicken. So uh, this interview
2: interview's been going just as planned. Yeah, so exactly. Far. This is exactly. five what, minutes. in, we're, we're talking chicken smoothies. That's what so we're all about here. on am piping yep. up,
0: Jack. Where have you been for the last hundred episodes? <laughs> um, so glad to hear things are going well in Missouri. What about you spent last summer in Michigan, as Kyle mentioned in the award show video, hence why a big reason why you got a lot of votes for the most dedicated award. Uh, is that the plan again to return this summer for you or what's in store right now?
1: I hope so. Uh, I'm kind of right now looking at internships with a different place around there. My, my good buddy, Nicholas Saylor has been helping me out a little bit, finding stuff in Detroit. Uh, uh, Pacific Predator player Rudy Ramirez even gave me some information on a US PBL uh, contact as I want to go into like sports broadcasting. So mm-hmm. just finding anything around there that I can work in the Detroit area and find a place up there to live again. Look, look at that. Hopefully, a different living situation.
2: You're building networks for people. It is. It's, it's, a, so cool. it's, a,
0: it's a networking club. Very cool. Is there anything about Michigan that someone who does not live here? May not know that maybe caught you by surprise last summer. Did you enjoy your time here? I guess outside of the people, like what do you think of the state? I know you enjoyed being with Norp and your buddies in the D-backs all summer, but uh, honestly,
1: Michigan's—it's kind of a vibe up there. I liked it. Uh, I kind of—I I bought into the Michigan culture a little bit, Tom. Yeah, I got all you guys telling me about going up north. I want to go up north.
0: Uh, <laughs> I got to get you up north this summer. I, mean, I think
2: the cul- I, I i get the up north thing, but the culture can't be that much different from where you're from in Illinois, right? Like, yeah, it, it, it is also kind of feel homey as a Midwest state too. Yeah. I mean, I think that that sort of uh that Midwestern like feel stretches, stretches through Illinois, Ohio, I, I Indiana. Think, I
0: like to think that the grit is a little bit deeper here in, in Metro Detroit, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that the, the, I don't know. I think that grit is, is all over that grits in Chicago too. You know, that grit, okay. that grit goes through Illinois, but I, 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 I do think the 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 up north culture is definitely unique.
0: <laughs> yes, that is That's a Michigan sure. thing. We'll yeah. get you up there this summer, Bennett. We'll try to make that happen.
2: I will
1: say one thing that I did realize this past summer was how bad of a rap Detroit really gets compared to what it actually is.
0: Okay, explain uh, it a bit.
1: because um So when we were going to the Detroit series, uh, driving to, um, what was it called? The uh, Corner
0: Ballpark. Yeah, the corner
1: ballpark. Okay. Uh, I guess both of them. Uh, when me, Jonah, Jim, and Mike were driving to those series, is, I mean, there were some areas that we were driving through that didn't look so great, but, I mean, overall, like downtown Detroit was just kind of beautiful. I loved it down there. I went to uh, Ford Field once to go to a Morgan Wallen concert, went to a few Tigers games with the boys. Uh, Detroit's fun. Nice.
0: Yeah. I like that.
2: I uh, There are some, some nice spots in Detroit. I know that we... We talked our fair share of Lions, but that mm-hmm. was like what was so cool. Or that was one of the things that was so cool about that run that the, that the Lions went on and being able to host those home playoff games is when you look at the actual, you know, economics of it, like mm-hmm. it brought so much business to that city, which is like what, the, what a city like that needs to continue like its revival. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's really, that's pretty cool. But there was a buzz around the city. Yeah, um def- definitely a tough run there at the end for the Lions, but we're we're done talking about we that. Yeah,
0: we're over it. <laughs> we're past
2: it. <laughs> we we can shift gears here a little bit, Casey, and um talk about, you know, your actual play this year um in 2023. I mean, you you definitely held your own, solid player, um showed some ability on the mound as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as well as at the play. Do you think with Michael Shima now retiring, uh big hit for you guys? obviously the diamondbacks, but do you think you've kind of done enough to earn yourself a staple spot in that D backs lineup? Uh, I think so,
1: but I also don't think anything should be guaranteed to me. I, I mean, we saw, I think when we played you guys, Jack, the magic, the last series, we let Trey hit the last game. I mean, he's right behind me. And if I'm, if I'm not producing, he's going to jump me in that lineup pretty easily. So nothing's guaranteed. Uh, I had a good season. I remember coming back on the podcast in the middle of the season after the Gator series and having good numbers in the middle of the year, uh, just to go hitless in the second half against both of your guys' teams. So that was fun. Uh,
0: hey, hitless in the second half. I'm right there with you, buddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, nothing's guaranteed. I just, I, I just want to win. I just want another ring on my finger, uh, deserved or not.
0: <laughs> um. Well, on top of that, speaking about your team too, I don't want you to speak for Jimmy. I have a lot of respect for Jimmy as a manager. I know I poke jokes from time to time at some decisions he's made, but of course I have a lot of respect for Jimmy. But from your perspective, how do you think that Jimmy and Trey should split the workload on the mound this year based on what we saw last year and Trey's small sample size that still led to him being a starting pitcher in the All-Star game?
1: I mean, pitching was probably our biggest strength last year overall. Uh, so I don't I don't see that there should be really much change in how we uh, order our pitching. I mean, Jimmy in the, our, the first series of the year, uh, Jimmy got touched up by the Preds a little bit in the first game. Trey threw maybe a one-run game in game two, and then he let him go game three. Uh, I just think just go with the hot hand, and I think that's what we were doing most of the season. And it worked out.
0: Mm-hmm. I love Trey.
1: Kroger Fresh for Everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
2: We were talking a little bit um, offline there before we started recording about the World Series this year, Casey. Uh, I guess, like, what, what was your take on um, seeing us, you know, come back on the Eagles after you played the Eagles? They beat you guys, beat the Mallards. They go up to nothing. Just like, what was your perspective as like a player inside the league, like watching that happen? I mean, we, we lost to the Eagles. We typically don't lose to the Eagles, which is
1: kind of surprising to me just because how good I know Dallas is of a player and how much he really cares. Winning three games in a row against a Dallas Allen-led team. I guess, I mean, Daniel's the manager, but I mean. No, we got you. Dallas mm-hmm. is kind of the, the yeah.
0: The talent, the uh, center of talent.
1: The talent, yeah. Winning uh, three games in a row against the Dallas Allen-led team is kind of insane to me. I fair. guess that's Agreed. what I will say. I was I was surprised. I mean, I'm getting texts uh, from like Landon and Blade and Dallas. Like when the Eagles are up 2-0, and I'm like, "Go finish your job, boys. Go for it." Oh, they it. were texting you during I mean, the series. I, yeah, as as my NL counterparts. No offense, Jack. I was I was for the Eagles. That's I okay. wanted I wanted the team that beat us to win it all. That's fair. So at least I could say that. That's uh, fair. Um, but to hear to hear that, like, oh, the magic one game. Game three, then game four, or walked off game four, going to game five. I'm like, I was kind of shocked.
0: Well, yeah, because you played, like you said, both the Magic and the Eagles this year. I know you caught them at different times of the year, but I guess I know you're a journalist. You're very into sports. Like, not that you're going to hurt Jack's feelings or my feelings or anybody. I'm just, I want you to know, I want to hear from you who you think really was the best team this year. Do you think the Magic got hot at the right time and came back and capitalized on the Eagles maybe getting flustered or? who do you think on paper was like the best based on who you played against and what you saw?
1: That's a hard one for me to answer. Cause I personally have never faced Dallas mm, on the mound. Okay. So I've faced RJ once and he is, he is a tough customer uh, to <laughs> face at the plate. Um, God, I don't know. It, it's so hard to say who the best team in the league is because I really think six of the teams could win the world series this past year.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think that's a tough question. I'm trying to think of what how I would answer it. Um, Personally speaking, I thought coming into the postseason that the Mallards were the best team. And I expressed that when we did our little pregame show, Jack, remember? Yeah. But after watching that postseason unfold and considering previous postseasons as of right now, it seems like we can't win that big game. Mm -hmm. So I would not put us in that conversation as the best. I think based on what we saw the entire second half of the year, Really year round for the Magic. I think the two best teams and most deserving probably did get there. Mm-hmm. Eagles had a terrible start to the year, but by the time the postseason started, they were they were the hottest team. Yeah, you know? for sure. I think the two best teams did get there. However, I do give a, a nod to the Magic and just the way they hit the ball in that series. AJ mostly, but mm-hmm. the Eagles bats really really shut off those last three games from top to bottom. So I think I think the the outcome was was correct based on what I saw from. All year, just RJ being new, being fresh. He was the toughest guy to hit. He won the Cy Young, I think you guys deserved it.
2: I will say that um, that series between the Magic and the Diamondbacks was a little bit unique because it was at the end of the year. It didn't really matter for us that Correct. much. We had to win one game to basically play uh, to help you guys.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so
2: that was really um, – that, that, that was the only, like, implications from that mm-hmm. series – So I think R J only pitched one game and then if I'm remembering correctly, I think we um did we I can't remember which game we won, but I won
0: the game R J pitched, I think. I
2: think we won the game R J pitched. Um so then after that it kinda didn't really matter. I don't even remember I think AJ pitched in that series. So yeah, we we kinda were um just mixing it up there. Like I I didn't really want to and we didn't even have Grant at that series either. So he I don't think Casey really got a full Mm-hmm. full grip yeah. and and to be honest with you um part of it was because yeah a this series didn't really matter for us but also in the back of my mind you know a, as i said on that playoff preview show i mean i was expecting the diamondbacks to get back to that world series mm-hmm. and um i didn't want I, I to show them everything yeah. you know so th- i i do think that it was the two best teams that that ultimately got there i think so too I also do think you have probably the most uh,
1: dangerous dual threat probably this league has ever seen. I mean, you go back to Tom and Kyle back in the glory days of 2012 or whatever. But uh, Grant and RJ are just it's like I knew the first time I met Grant um, was 2022 when I got invited to go to NWLA uh, when that you guys just needed to fill a roster because you, you guys were in a... Oklahoma Oklahoma, I think yeah so I we played. I actually pitched against KWL in 2022 uh at NWLA and Grant of course was on that team I mean I I pitched pretty well that game but came down to the last inning Grant probably took me 250 to right center (laughs) (laughs) like when you have that guy who's I think he's the best hitter in the league personally I mean I've been I've been blessed to go to a a bunch of tournaments with you guys whether playing uh for you or on a, a, another team, those big tournaments, like you have like guys like Ben standard, Jordan Robles with the big bats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, those are the guys you think of there. But like when I think of like NWLA and the yellow bat, I think Grant's the best I've ever seen. Like that is such a big factor for you guys. Th- oh yeah.
0: I think I mentioned this on a pod way back when probably pod 130 something, but this is like last winter. But yeah, the rumor was that at the 2022 NWLA tournament, Bennett, you were shoving out there. <laughs> and you were getting guys out. That's what I was told. I wasn't there, but Heat. that was the rumor. Heat.
1: Yeah, if if you just uh, looked at my 2023 performance, you wouldn't believe that.
0: You're right. I wouldn't believe it, but I heard about it. So <laughs> my eyes my eyes have deceived me, I think, because I, I did hear that it was a stellar performance. But we've seen a history of that in MLW. For our guys, we tend to have an arm go out there one year and be great. Following year, not so good. That's mm-hmm. been the pattern mm-hmm. the last few years for us. Uh, I also want to toot my own horn here for a second. I don't know the exact statistics, but I do know that I had to pitch against Grant's team, KWL, in 2019 at NWLA, and I went complete game. We lost one nothing. so I may have been, wow. I may have been knocking out Grant there. I'm not sure. Maybe he did get the... I don't know how they got the run. I can't Should've remember. have around him, too. I may have pitched around. I didn't know who he was, is the yeah. thing, but I threw well. I know that, so Glory maybe Grant days. remembers. Maybe Grant 2019, remembers. 2019, man. Glory days, man. Glory this arm, days. It's still in there somewhere. <laughs> it's still in there somewhere. <laughs> Um, up but cool yeah Bennett did have one of the funnier moments of the season for me uh selfishly when you got that home run hit off you at nwla this season that was classic Bennett that was so good (laughs) he's doing the motion I'll (laughs) try to find the the clip for you guys oh it was so oh I could find that clip for you oh it was so good we were playing a team Jimmy sends it to me quite often I'm sure he does we were playing a team guys that we were uh, the guys really nice but we were more talented and should have won that game on paper just us being mlw and that brand name and everything and we just got absolutely pummeled and it was embarrassing and Bennett was struggling to find the zone and then so then he had to kinda of lob it in to get it over and this kid just parked one and it was so funny. <laughs> the, the game, <laughs> to me the it game was game funny. We, I'm sorry. The game had that my we moments needed too. to win. We did win that, that we game. needed
1: to win and we're guaranteed to win. You put you give the rock to Bennett. <laughs> and he lays an egg because norp's yeah, like who, dude who's managing Well, here?
0: norp's like guys bennett was a stud last year like he's the guy so like all right, right we'll one. put him in this team we should beat he'll shut him down we'll go about our day and then the wheels fell off the bus <laughs> quickly and i was sitting there sideline just laughing i shouldn't have been but it was funny <laughs> it was
2: funny. It's good you can laugh in those situations well, Bennett. Uh, uh, there's top, a couple guys i like bro-
0: to laugh at and guys like to laugh at me too and make fun of me for being unathletic and old and whatever but bennett's a guy that do I take a little pleasure in seeing him struggle? Sometimes I do. Why
2: do you think that is? Why do you <laughs> think that is, Casey? Because I, I don't know if Tom really knows why, but why do you think that Tom takes pleasure in seeing your pain? Well, Tom's told me before that he Daniel isn't around as much anymore, so he's got to
1: find a new target. And I that's do. Me. It's true. They're usually my me. guy to
0: pick on. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I find it funny, Jack, because, I don't know, I, I love to compete. I really do. And the cool thing about wiffle ball is it allows us washed-up athletes to compete. Mm-hmm. But so I have that on one side. The other side of my brain is saying it's just wiffle ball, like it's it's just it's a silly game. So yeah. when someone goes out there and struggles, it's just kind of funny to me. I don't know. But because, I
2: think you think it's funnier when Casey does.
0: A little bit because I know Casey though. <laughs> Casey's a goofy guy, and he'll make fun of me when I struggle. It goes both that's ways. True. That's Casey true. That's and, fair. Casey and Jimmy, they'll all give it to me when I go out there and take an ugly you guys, you swing guys or can, make an error. You guys yeah. can both recognize we, we, the same humor exactly. in the situation. I, th- I think that's that stands true. That
2: know? makes sense. That makes sense jet Jack,
1: Jack you weren't there for the Houston pod uh we, we talked about NWLA for that a little bit but uh after that uh Kamish took me off the mound uh, and had me walk back to the bench and I was I was very I was very frustrated so I took my hat off the, the my diamondbacks hat and I tried to chuck it at the bench but I missed the bench by about five feet that was like maybe five feet in front of me. So I really couldn't hit anything that day.
0: <laughs> See, that's the funny thing is it's people getting fired up because the sport looks simple. I know for a fact that it is hard to throw strikes. I've mm-hmm. done it. So just seeing someone else go through it and get fired up about it. It's, it's kind of funny. Yeah. I'm sorry. It is. Yeah. Um, Bennett, I have one more question for you if you don't mind. Um, this is a cool one for you. I think, I think you'll like this because you are an aspiring sports journalist. As you mentioned, you're working up at Mizzou doing some things right now to prepare yourself for that career. So knowing that and being in that position and you being an avid follower of MLW, what is one story that if you could shed more light on from last season and write a piece on, what would that story be? What would you want to tell through the lens of Casey Bennett?
1: Mm. Through the lens. I think the story that I would want to tell and point out is kind of almost a self-deprecating one. Uh, It's our series against you guys, Tom, and I think it was I mean, this isn't a shot at Jimmy because it was kind of a team decision,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, but it, it probably looking back was one of the more poor decisions we could have made in the situation. But so we're playing game one against you guys last year and I, we put Trey out in the first game. I think we lost that. We, we did lose that game. We got swept um, and then you guys pull Jordan and then Caden throws game two. And we, we're, we're just trying to win one game. That's That series, I think, was the goal and just try to not show you much. So that's why I pitched a game that series. But the problem was we threw me the third option on the team against Caden when we really probably should have put Jimmy in to go against your guys' as number two. I think I would go a little in-depth on that and maybe criticize how, uh, I guess, just how poor of a decision that was looking back. And, yeah, just a little critical journalism there.
0: That's cool. That's not what I thought you were going to say, so I do like that. And Jimmy actually mentioned that, uh, Bennett, when we were at UIFS. I'm not sure if you were there for that first night, but one of the questions that came from the crowd during the live Q&A was, like, what's the worst decision you've ever made as a manager before? And Jimmy mentioned that series, believe it or not. So I think it also weighs on him a little bit. If you guys don't understand why, it's because – we swept them because they sort of threw off and didn't want to show us too much, which led to them having to play the Eagles, who then knocked them out. So that's why, in hindsight, yeah, it was yeah. not the best for the D-backs. Makes and
1: sense. We kind of made that decision twice because we eventually, I, I kind of had a bad first inning that game, and then we we get the lead again going into the top of the third, I think, uh, or maybe the bottom of the third, whatever it was. Um and then I I come up for, come out for the third inning and I mean like second first or second pitch I throw to Jordan high game I do
0: recall that he was pretty fired up about it because he was <laughs> he was I think he took it as disrespect that you went up again to face him and then he hit one off yes he was excited but you
1: know I should have done there
0: well oh the classic Benny hand flip um <laughs> I have a lot of respect for Jim though and just the confidence that he has in himself but like we don't need to show them everything like, we'll beat him when it counts you know what I mean mm-hmm. that's just the kind of guy Jimmy is he knows he's a dog so. Did it bite you guys? Yeah, but I don't want to fault him too much, I guess, because in my opinion, we showed you guys too much last year before going into the playoffs, and then we left Jordan out there for too long. It's it's tough, you know. It's a tough spot to be in, in hindsight's 2020. It didn't work out for you guys, so, of course, easy now to say, yeah, that was a terrible decision, but had you guys snuck a win there or beaten the Eagles and then beaten us, you wouldn't even be discussing that right now, would you?
1: No. When we. I mean, either way, no matter how we align pitching, we still have to find a way to win one of those
0: games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, cool. Well, Bennett, that's all I prepared for you today, but I heard you are bringing a story to the pod. Is that true? Hey,
1: yeah, I, I, th- this this Do was tell. just kind of a stupid story. Why um, would you lead
0: it off with that? Don't sell yourself <laughs> short. Come on. This is going to be an exciting well, story, fans. Don't turn off the pod, now. Very exciting. Yeah.
1: So recently, this is a story that has been developing since July of last year, July 2023. Wow. During the Gators series of last year, or like sometime, I had realized that I had like a really bad bug bite on the side of my face that like was like growing and like it was super red and like super swollen and really itchy. Hmm. And that lasted for like a week. And okay. (laughs) I I never really knew where that was from or what kind of bug could have done that, but I was watching back the Gators uh, series a few weeks ago and I was watching. I want if, if you could pull it up here, I was in the middle of the mic'd up segment with Trey and we were talking about Nick Saylor and I, I was saying, like, do you also have Taco Bell as your pregame meal? And I kid you not, as soon as I said that, I saw in the camera a bug. Fly right onto my face on my or on my left cheek in the exact same spot to where that bug bite was. And it just blew my mind.
0: So you think this bug bite was recorded?
2: I think so. We have crime on video? I we got I gotta I crime? gotta find the
0: footage. I definitely gotta find the footage and, and throw it in here for the for the video watchers here.
2: So were you able to figure out what kind of bug it was then? Because it, it it obviously seems like it was more than the mosquito. I don't know, man. Yeah, put it's got mosquitoes.
0: The, The Meadows got got some
1: rabid mosquitoes.
0: God, does it ever? Mosquitoes, they were bad in 2021. They were a non factor in 2022. And then this year, guys, like off in the distance in those woods you see in the outfield and past the first base or the third baseline, there was a flood. So I think what happened then was the mosquitoes were spawning. And those postseason series were awful. It was a major, Major factor during the playoffs. I don't remember if your series was or not, but
2: dude, they're all so bad. It was so bad. Let's be honest here. We've talked about it before. If we're looking for sponsors, we need to reach out to. (laughs) We need to reach out to some bug spray folks. I'll say it. We we need we need to. I mean, if you you got a supply of DEET, in in the local area, we we need to get in touch.
0: I've complained about bug spray before about how it never works, and yeah, I've been actively looking for the products that contain DEET. Which I believe is, I'll acknowledge, I believe it's bad for the environment and bad for the person. It's horrible. It's horrible? It's horrible for you. But that's the only I'm thing per, that works. I'm pretty works. sure it's
2: like a uh, like confirmed see. carcinogen. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: But I but can't. But it's in
2: all bugs, all not, all the bug spray that works. So, it correct.
0: Deep. It. I can't even, like, I would not have hit two hormones in the NLCS if I didn't have the deep bug spray. And I was <laughs> covered head to toe. I was soaked in it. Oh, yeah. I was soaked in it, and I sprayed the batter's box. I sprayed the mound. Like Me and Jordan had two cans worth just unloaded on the field because it was unplayable without yeah. it. It did do a pretty good job of keeping him away. But all right. Well, Benny, uh, I have some exciting things to share with you and the whole entire pod audience. I know you're a big pod fan. Ben it's a, a, a diehard Pipe It Up listener, I believe. Uh, many, many road trips back always. and forth from Illinois to Michigan. He says he's always playing Pipe It Up. Next week, guys, we have a very exciting episode coming that I want to tell you all about, and this was Jack's idea. Give him credit. This is Jack Agner's idea, but yes, it was a fan fan, uh, feedback as well as your idea. Mm -hmm. And so when we did that Q&A on our Instagram story recently and talked about what do you guys want to see more of, one of the things we got a lot was like ranking players or mock trades or mock drafts and those sort of things. So what Jack and I have compiled for next week is an entire mock redraft of MLW. So we randomized the teams in order of one through eight. I can give you the order right now. And then Jack picked for the AL teams. Yep. I picked for the NL teams. And we snake draft all the way through for a five-man roster of each squad. Yep. So that's going to be the entire hour of next week's episode of Pipe It Out. But I think it's pretty cool to see who lands where and which players slid, which players went way earlier than you might suspect. And I think we, so we did, I alternated or I randomized the teams, Jack, one through four on each side Mm -hmm. and then meshed them. So it was ALNL, ALNL. So it was cats, mallards, magic, D-backs, cobras, gators, predators, eagles. So that is the order for next week's draft. I will pop up the graphic right now. You will see the order of the draft. That will be next week's episode. I'm very excited for you guys all to hear it and to watch it. And it should be a pretty exciting little pipe it up excursion.
2: I I'm looking back at the this draft board now. This is going to be a lot of fun. Casey Bennett.
0: So out of Didn't 40, 40 men selected, out of 40 men selected, where do you think you went in the draft?
1: I'm going to say I went... Wait, 40 guys in
0: the... Wait, like, there's more than 40 players in the league, We only right? did five. We only we did, did five. Roster. Okay. We yeah. did five rounds. Ooh. So there's some undrafted free agents that did not make the cut. I'm going to say
1: I went... Twenty seventh. Okay,
0: okay. Well, you'll have
2: to tune in next week you'll to have find to tune out. In
0: next week to see if Bennett went higher or lower than twenty
2: seven. <laughs> some of these teams S- slamming I, that. I higher. won't spoil or anything, but some of these or teams lower. are just so fun to imagine the people playing <laughs> with each other, like. I don't know. This is going to be. A, can, I'm really excited. For I can. Next recall, week's I can
0: recall picking and like it's my turn to pick and sending Jack. Like God, this this blank team's going to stink. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it was like this team's going to be a it's,
0: dumpster it's, fire. It's, it's, hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Remind me of fantasy football a lot. Like you know, this round's going to make or break you. And then I'm looking back two rounds later. Like man, this blank team is terrible. Yeah. I totally yep. screwed up. Yep. But it'll be it was fun. a lot of fun. It'll be fun. So that's did next snake, week's episode. Did you snake it? We snaked. We it. just snaked. Snake yep. Five-round snake draft, all eight teams with all existing MLW players currently. So that is next week's pot. Look forward to it. Don't miss it. Next Tuesday, 4 p.m. on YouTube. A little bit before that on Spotify and Apple. All right. Q of the day. This week, we are back with a fan question. It comes from Jordan. He is a multi-time Q of the day participant. So thank you, Jordan, for all your questions. We appreciate it very much. His question is, Will we ever get Mark Schultz and Greg Cratchd on the pod together? Have you considered having other less known family members on to talk about their views of MLW, such as Tom and Jack, plus their dads? Thank you for the question, Jordan. And I got to say, I love it.
2: I love it too. I don't know why we haven't thought about, or maybe we have we had thought Mark about on once. having Greg on though. We have. have we've, we? We've,
0: we've teased it. I think we've okay. teased it. Yeah, I, may that, I would great, about it. that would be a great.
2: That would be a great multi guest episode. For well, sure. what I
0: told Jordan, I responded to his DM, and I said, I think the move there is for me to press record on everything down here and just kind of walk away. Yeah, just and, let it roll and let him go. Yeah, just let it roll. <laughs> let exactly. Go. No
2: questions. Just let it roll.
0: It doesn't even need to be MLW related. I think it would just be entertaining to watch.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think that would be a home run. I pun think, intended. I
0: think they're both going to hear this right now. You're shaking your head, Bennett. You don't like it.
1: No, I, ju- I just have a Greg Cratch story.
0: Oh, I would love to hear that in a second. But uh, if they're hearing this, they probably are. I don't want to pressure you guys into it by any means. But if there's interest, we'll try to make that happen. Maybe prior to opening day, this, yeah, this year. Yeah, we'll try let's to do make it. that
2: happen. But if you, guys are, if you guys are willing, come on.
0: Let's hear your Greg story, Casey.
1: So I had a very good time in Houston. Very glad I took the trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, this
0: is for the Houston me, me, Texas oh, Rumble yeah, tournament, oh, yeah. correct? It,
1: yeah. Me and Dallas did some bonding as league mates that weekend uh, as both on MLW Red always get the job done, of course, and uh, as Euchre teammates against Mr. Greg Cratch and Mr. Mark Schultz. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, Mr. Greg Cratch is a dirty, dirty player.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That man. He's stealing the deal? That
1: man. That man will steal the (laughs) deal. He stole the deal from me once, and I promise you, it never happened again after that.
2: He's 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 trying to take more points. You got to be on your toes around Greg. For those that don't gamer,
0: for those that don't know euchre, uh, the whoever deals the hand out of the four players alternates every hand around in a circle. It's a big. It is an advantage to be the dealer, so people will try to like steal it without anyone noticing and deal a second time or a third time until someone notices so it's a it's a it's kind of house rules
2: like some people will be like once you start dealing it's no yeah yeah. some people be like no like we're not playing that but Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a unwritten thing in most euchre households i guess you'd say that like if you're not paying attention that's on
0: i wonder if our fans even know euchre isn't that kind of a midwest thing
2: uh yeah Yeah. i think for the most part um i mean i think we got a we probably have a good chunk of fans that that know, but mm-hmm. definitely a good chunk that I have no idea what we're talking about right it's now.
0: It's a card game. You play play with four people. It's it's a good game. I think it's a, it's a
2: it's a fantastic game. Yeah, fantastic I, lo- I, I game. love that. <laughs> you it's, love euchre? Oh yeah. I grew up playing. I think a lot of people uh, that had families that like played cards. It, in, mm-hmm. in michigan like know how to play euchre so i i like grew up playing
0: i feel like that was the game as a child for me when it was like you knew it was bedtime as a child like the adults are playing euchre all right kids oh, yeah, let's, yeah. let's go to bed to go to bed yeah. and then when i was in high school i learned how to play it but then know. you
2: finally got old enough yeah. and i was always like i once i i th- i had so many people playing it around me all the time and i didn't know how to play it for the longest time and once i finally learned i was like wow now i get why all these people just go crazy like playing this game like it's because it's so much fun you know what i just
0: thought about too is i wonder if kids nowadays are smarter and like say you were a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old or a 10-year-old and you had access to a family ipad or smartphone like you could just google like how to play you could just watch a video and learn how
2: i taught uh well i didn't teach but my there was a fr- actually mitchell mitchell montagano the, X the Magic the player. long-time listeners would know uh, yeah. who that is or what long-time watchers but um, I was trying to teach him how to play Euchre and he, it was, uh, you know, verbally is, is kind of tough to do. Like we were in the car and I'm okay. trying to teach yeah. him how to do it. Um, we were going up North and I was like, we're going to be playing Euchre this up North. This is
0: so Michigander right so now. Michigan- playing playing so
2: we got a long drive up North. I'm like, dude, you download <laughs> this app. That's Euchre 3D. Just That's play the app. Exactly you literally cannot make mistakes because yeah. it tells you like how to play and what mm-hmm. to do. And we went up, and he, he li- literally was able to learn like in the car ride, and yeah, we played all weekend.
0: That's how I learned, too. I was playing. That's probably bad to say, but when school got kind of easier into the end of senior year in high school, I had the Euchre app on my phone. I was just ripping it all day in class, oh, yeah. learning how to play.
2: It's my favorite <laughs> thing to do when I don't prepare for a plane ride and have enough to do mm-hmm. on the plane. It's Euker. like the one app on my phone that's like a game is that's like the it's one that's like, the one it's game that yeah. retro bowl that's it that's all i do on i
0: never on got Twitter. in the retro bowl i bet you a lot of our listeners oh, play retro retro bowl,
2: bowl. oh i've, I've poured i poured way too many hours into retro bowl.
0: <laughs> have you oh speaking of that jack i know you're excited about this the new ncaa game coming out oh yeah you're gonna that's be investing in that
2: i i would be um although Yesterday, my PlayStation 4 was acting up.
0: Well, that's why I asked, Are you investing in this? Because when I texted my friends immediately, it was like, Who's ready to spend 500 bucks on a new console just to play this stupid game? (laughs) Because I think we all kind of are. Yeah, I think we all kind of are.
2: Talk about childhood.
0: And there is no game I don't think that has made me rage more in a video game than that game NCAA 14. Oh my gosh. Flip
2: side of the coin also. No game you've ever felt as much glory oh, no! When you, when you beat your friend. Glory? In
0: yeah. Pun intended, maybe? Yeah. Road to glory? Yes. So much fun. Pun intended. But I had, Jack, this is a heartbreaker. And for those of you that have played this game, which is probably a good chunk of you, uh, man, I couldn't sleep that night. I had a guy, my first ever road to glory. I was good at the game. I don't know how my teams weren't better. Maybe it was me, but I was winning the Heisman every year. I was running back. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at playing quarterback in video games. My God, I'm terrible. So bad. I panicked. I panicked and pressed the wrong button every time. Running back, I'm good, but I guess that's not as impressive. Yeah. I feel like it takes some skill. No, it does. So, first ever player I created in Road to Glory, I think this was NCAA 13 on the PlayStation 3. I was probably back in 7th or 8th grade, and I went to Oregon, and I was so good, but my freshman year, uh, we may have went to, like, the Holiday Bowl, and we lost. Went to the National Championship as sophomores. We lost. Next year, we went to the Holiday Bowl again and lost. My senior year, we're undefeated. We go to the National Championship. It's at the Rose Bowl. I'm like, this is it. This is my guy's fo- <laughs> This is my guys' legacy on the line. We haven't won a bowl game in my <laughs> four-year career. And I have a great game. I put up like 190 and probably three touchdowns. It goes to overtime, oh, okay? No. And on the first carry of overtime, I go like 23 yards to the two. And they already only got a field goal, so I score a touchdown here. It's over. We win the natty. And I
2: don't tell me you fumbled. I
0: fumbled. No, I fumbled on the two. No, they recovered it, and that was it. And I remember the game went to final. And I was like, just sat there, and I was like, it can't end this way. <laughs> it can't end this way,
2: dude. That talk about the rage. Oh my god, I, gosh. I, I um, that was sick. That was that. De- that was. De- the only game that ever caused me to like rage so hard that I broke a controller. You broke one? I broke oh. I, w- I like was so, I don't even remember what happened in the game, but I remember it was that game. And I was so mad that I just like whipped this controller and it just, whatever it hit, it just sh-
0: shattered. I just couldn't believe it. And like I fumbled before from hurdling or doing stupid stuff, but it was literally like a power <laughs> over to the right. Like it was just running into the line and I oh. coughed it up, dude. Disaster. Oh my God. Disaster. I'm sick. I was sick. Literally sick. I was. Go ahead, Benny. When does that game come out? I think they're saying summer. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, yeah,
1: I, I will say my 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 roommate. I've already talked about today. He's gotten me into college football a little bit. So <laughs> uh, there'll be nights when we're like about to go to the gym. And I'll like walk up to or like walk by his room and like say, Hey, are we heading out? And I'll look in his room and he's playing his LSU on NCAA 2010 on his PS2 and beating Maine like 70 <laughs> to nothing in like the second half or the second quarter. See, I don't
0: know if that'd be fun for me anymore. I used to do that when I was really young on like Madden 06 and 07, win games mm-hmm. like 190 to 0, just running four verts over and over again. But mm-hmm. with the sliders all the way up, you know? But I don't if know. You gotta
2: blow off Steam. It's still fun. You Is know? it? Just, I haven't played a game like no, that I, in I mean, so I haven't done long. That,
0: we did. I mean, that game came out in 2013, NCAA 14, right? Mm-hmm. My friends and I ran online dynasties in that game up until like probably 2018, 19. We played it a lot. The, was, that wasn't the last one to come out, though, is it?
2: 14 the last one. 14 yeah. was it was with Denard Robinson on the front? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Great game. Great. If you guys are too young to know that game, this game will be hopefully fun
2: yeah i don't know i haven't kept up. Like, got huge, it's huge, really hyped up so it,
0: there's so much hype it there's almost so it like, hype. almost has to be a letdown yeah a little bit i know i'm worried but. i don't know if you can meet the expectations set for this video game i don't know go ahead benny yes uh, I, I, KC, I do in have in a the back
1: I, yeah i'll raise it my hand uh i don't want to interrupt Oh no, uh, you're
0: our guest. we're yapping here like we shouldn't. So be.
1: as as Michigan fans, I've definitely so most of my life I've totally been more of like an NFL guy whoa, whoa, whoa. versus First college. Of all, we are yeah. on, we are not
0: Michigan fans. Have you listened
1: to this podcast? Or, yeah, Michigan State. Let's, yeah, let's, I know. Let's roll that back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, let's roll that back. Don't worry, we'll cut that. <laughs> most of the league is Michigan fans. Correct. But I guess you're also Michigan State, so I guess maybe the hate for the team I'm about to bring up doesn't run as deep, but I was guess I was going to say uh, I was always an NFL fan first and foremost but kind of this past fall I got way more into college football just because of how good Missouri was and it yeah. was a lot of fun and then we beat Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl even though it was kind of fluky they had a lot of guys opting out Yeah and, that's a whole Yeah thing I guess to we talk about was, was there a lot of you guys up there rooting against Ohio State I'm sure all of Michigan was Yeah like
0: Michigan oh, Wolverine fans yeah 100%
2: I feel like I don't know. Uh, once it gets to like bowl season, unless it's your main main rival, you probably just root for your conference yeah, just to represent your conference. Uh, yeah. But there were, I can guarantee there were no Michigan fans rooting for Ohio State in that game.
0: I can probably guarantee that as well. Yeah. But props to you for beating them, Bennett.
2: Yeah, they're back. That was a lot of
1: fun last semester. Yeah, having a good time. <laughs> me we, and Jack hey, talked about won. how much fun the Still, was. still what? That still won. That Cotton Bowl banner is hanging proud. Yeah, we got one of those up Likes here at Michigan forever.
0: State. That's right. We do the 2015 Cotton Bowl, I think. Sounds right. That was an interesting <laughs> noise you just made. I, it was weird. I wonder if the mic caught that. Yeah, fully. we'll see. Um, One more thing I wanted to mention this week. We have a little bit of time left here. Jack and I have been doing our NFL recaps, of course. So no more football to talk about. However, I wanted to kind of keep that trend moving of our little – five-minute conversations about what's going on this week in non-plastic sports. So one cool thing that happened this week was the old Steph versus Sabrina three-point contest. And I don't believe either of you two are familiar with what went down there. No. Um, No. Our fans may or may not be, but this is pretty cool, guys. So as a part of the NBA All-Star Game, All-Star Weekend festivities, as you guys probably know, they do the three-point contest every year and the skills challenge and the dunk contest. But this year... Stephen Curry did not shoot in the three-point contest. And instead, he did just one round against, I don't know how to say her last name, like Sabrina Ionescu, something like that, who is a WNBA player and has won their contest uh, for three-point shooting, and she's really, really good at shooting. So it was NBA best versus WNBA best, 1v1. It was pretty cool. And she actually shot really well. For a second, I was concerned because I told Kyle, like, no way Steph loses this, but she put up a solid score in fact, her score matched Damian Lillard-Jack, who won the men's three-point contest. Oh, wow. Like, like an hour prior to that. She put up 26, but then Steph came in and still beat her. But That is cool. I thought it was kind of cool because I've never seen any pro sports like that closely mesh women and men like on a national scale in that, in that format. And it was exciting. I liked it. Well, it's kind of hard, though, because there's... I mean, what hard. other...
2: What, but what other leagues even have that? I guess... Like, it might be the only league that has a... A women's league that is even on that level of like popularity—that's true. Because you
0: know? maybe does the MLS have a women equivalent in the U.S. or no? Ooh, yeah, there's they, there's they, women's soccer. I think well, there is yeah. women's soccer, but like, is it well, WNBA and NBA? A, like, do affiliated? they have a high level
2: pro league though for women like that? I, I
1: think,
2: think so because to. I only know because I think Dansby Swanson's wife plays for one of the teams, they have the Chicago team. That that I mean, that's a good comparison. i I. I don't follow soccer enough to know mm-hmm. if they do any kind of like, you know, um cross well, cross point, functional though, competition the, there. I,
0: I think yes, there is pro sports leagues for women and softball and then hockey and those sort of things, right. but they're not owned and operated by the same organization like the NBA. Right. So that probably does make sense, but still I think about how long the NBA's been around and that's never happened before. They've never done right. any kind of crossover like that. So I thought it was cool and I think it opens up a lot of more cool ideas they could test out in the future in that. At round. what point
2: do we just get to five on five? That would be a star
0: game. I don't know if I'll ever see that. But it'd be entertaining. <laughs> it'd be, entertaining. That would be so
2: entertaining. It, it was, would. I think you get eyes on that game. Oh, like NBA, so if you want to get views? You want to get, so get ratings? Eyes. That would be a good way to do it.
0: I'm trying to think of what you could do. Unfortunately, the guys are just too physical. though. Is the problem it would never really work. I wonder if you could somehow do the, like an intermixed five on five. Yeah, you could. Like captains, you choose one guy, then one girl, one guy, one girl, and like five on five that way. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool.
2: You got to have, it's got to be like three and two. Yeah. At all times.
0: But not so far away where it's like not your middle school basketball gym class where you have to pass to a girl before you can shoot. Not not that far, but just having guys and girls would be cool because you could have Sabrina on the outside shooting threes.
2: Yeah. That would be cool.
0: I think that'd be pretty entertaining if you could do it in a civil way, where it doesn't get out of hand or doesn't. I don't know. It's it's tough. Like I think this was a cool way to test the waters.
2: I agree. Yeah, that good for the NBA.
0: Yeah, I think it's good cool. good for the NBA. And next year and WNBA, yeah, good for both of them. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking, cool. Like what I thought of immediately was more so than the event itself, but just how cool is it for that girl? For that's awesome. Now? Like think that, about you probably watched men's basketball more than you did girls basketball growing up. Oh yeah. And go out there and shoot against Steph because she's younger. Like yeah. She graduated from Oregon like three or four years ago, probably. Right. So that'd be pretty sweet to go out there. Oh, you're Steph saying Curry. she watched? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, she for grew sure. up probably watching and idolizing Steph Curry. Right. To go out there and shoot against him and like give him a run for his money, it'd be so cool.
2: Yeah, that's that's awesome. And I'm sure a lot of people were thinking the same thing as you, like no shot, like yeah. she gets anywhere close. Mm-hmm. But she put up the same number that
0: Danny Dame did, did,
2: which is. That's awesome. Casey, you mentioned that you were playing pickup basketball. I think an important part of pickup basketball is <laughs> knowing your role. What, what role do you have? What in, role in your pickup you games? Well,
1: well, playing might be an overstatement. Oh, you're out there running. around I, I step, cardio. I in. step on the court. Yeah. Right. More than I could do. I will say, player. I will say I can put the clamps on every now and then Whoa.
0: defense. You're I can lock people up
1: except you can th- this people, past like week. I, yeah, I, I will foul out most games. <laughs> I like that. Um, <laughs> gritty uh i w- we were we were competing with this team that was supposed to be one of the better teams in our division uh it was like we were losing like 26 23 at half i think uh and then all of a sudden at half uh, this guy that one of my teammates works with at a golf course guy named cam like six seven kind of jack just comes in and then we lose by 20 Yep. that was it.
0: Yep. Yeah. i think that'll do that'll do it that'll do it bennett yep but, hey, better than I could do, I, me in basketball, I used to be so, well, good at basketball, but when I was young, I used to shoot all the time at my driveway, and at this, mm-hmm. my dad used to work out, and I would go to the gym with him, and the gym had a gym, like, where you could shoot. So I would shoot around for hours every week, probably, you know, a solid two, three hours at home, and three plus hours in this gym we would go to. Yeah. So I, my stroke was just money, Jack. It was, it was automatic. <laughs> it was automatic. I was compared to Jimmer out there. Jimmer? No Jimmer. I was compared to Jimmer,
2: dude. I was so bad at basketball. Then no, you played, played competitive
0: basketball, though.
2: Yeah, but I was like the worst kid on the team. Okay. Ever. Well, I was the I was I was Casey basically. I I could I could lock you down because mm-hmm. I was I hit I hit puberty way earlier, mm-hmm. so I was taller than everyone. So I could lock you down. I could box you out and get some boards. Other than that, <laughs> get some, I couldn't get. I, other than that, I couldn't do much. Like, I couldn't get. Could boards. not shoot. Could not make a layup. Really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could try. <laughs> if I got fouled, those free throws were not going in.
0: So I have a famous story. Actually, I'll tell this to wrap up the podcast classic old time Tom sports story. But so like I said, I was very good at basketball for someone who had never played competitive basketball in my entire life. And there was a three on three tournament at our hosted by our middle school that was happening like twice a week for three weeks straight um, before school was early morning games. And you played at like 21 or whatever. So a bunch of me and my friends like collectively signed up on different teams and the team of three I signed up with was me, Kyle, who played basketball, and Chad Renzi who played basketball. If you guys have watched the channel for a while, you know Chad Renzi. And we were playing against, in our first game, Noah Davrico, Kyle Garricky, a Seahawk player. And maybe, no, maybe it was Garricky, Ryan Gable, and Michael Stahelski. So three Seahawks. They all play basketball, Which, right? Which,
2: okay, I, will, I don't know where you're going with this, yeah. but... Uh, for those of you who have who know, knew the Seahawks and yeah. knew Garricky as a meme in wiffle ball, he could shoot the lights out in basketball. <laughs> he could absolutely shoot the lights out. <laughs> he, he was so good at shooting the
0: two handed stroke. He was Garake. he was unreal. He, he pronate when it he was, shot. It wasn't pretty, but it, no. it it was he splashed. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. So, anyways, we go against those three who are all competitive basketball players. And I think even Chad maybe wasn't, like, a competitive player. He may have played, like, in a rec league. Yeah. But didn't actually play, or Kyle actually played. And, dude, we were rolling. I couldn't miss. We were beating them, and it was going so, so well. I think we were up, like, 18 or 19 to 14. Like, we're going to beat these guys. Like, this is going to be awesome. I'm going to have this against them forever, whatever, and I'm having a great game. And I'm rolling. I'm hitting mid-range, long-range. I'm getting to the rack. I'm doing everything right. And at some point late in that game, like I said, we were up by four or five points, getting close to winning. This is game one of the whole thing. And I pump fake. I get Mike to jump. I drive to the hoop. And I somehow roll my ankle. (laughs) Roll my ankle so bad. I had to go home from school. Yep. And it was I didn't have basketball shoes on. Maybe that's why. But it was embarrassing. They laughed at me. And we didn't get to win the game. So I I just
2: I could probably do an entire hour-long podcast telling rolled ankle stories. It was so bad. Only playing basketball.
0: I literally had a layup, easy layup to take us up. It would have been, it was the dagger. It would have been the the dagger layup. And rolled my ankle, fell the to the dagger? ground, and it was just terrible, just terrible. Ruined everything. I didn't play anymore. I think I actually played then the next week, but we we lost the mojo. Man, it was it would have been a special moment.
2: And your gate was never the same after that. No, it wasn't. No,
0: nope. people say I declined athletically at that moment. That was yeah. actually the peak, right? There it was. There. It was. And then it was straight downhill from there. So <laughs> that's my that's a whiff I could share with you guys for this week. Although we did not do that segment, but. <laughs> Next week, I want to pro- emphasize uh, again. My,
1: my whiff, I, I got a whiff of the week for you. Oh, go. Mm. Let's hear it. Fans love the whiffs. It was, it was one of the lowest moments of my life yesterday. Holy moly. It might not seem... All time. Yeah. Whiff of the... <laughs> well, probably whiff jokingly, of the but...
0: Okay. Well, it, was, it was just a low moment.
1: Okay. Go ahead. Share. It probably it probably won't see, seem like much uh, to other people, but as I said, I'm on a cut. So I've been put on fiber one cereal in my ripe age of 20. Mm. try to build up the fire for the day i was filling up my bowl with fiber cereal i had laptop in hand watching the show Mm
2: -hmm. don't
1: watch it kids it's an adult show (laughs) uh so i'm I'm walking over to my futon to sit down with a bowl of cereal in one hand uh and laptop in the other hand and i Go to like sit. My futon's pretty low to the ground in my apartment. So I'm going to sit down. And as I'm sitting onto the futon, the futon kind of slips and slides away from me. And my feet also slip with the futon and they go up in the air about as high as my head. And I just (laughs) land, (laughs) just fall completely down, laptop on the ground, cereal all over myself. Oh, it was straight up cartoon. It was brutal. Is there
0: footage of this anywhere? Any roommates capture this?
1: gladly no, because I was just <sighs> laid there for about 30 seconds in my cereal mess and that was one of the lower points to my life I think that that's straight about- up
2: if we had like an at-home camera rolling at oh. that point that's on America's Funniest Home Videos yeah. and winning every time
0: <laughs> I lost a salad earlier this year I like hit my bowl on the edge of the counter and like I just made a salad just dumped it all over <laughs> <But> <laughs> was it your was la- not me
2: was your laptop okay
1: yeah my, my laptop was fine I, I kind of I don't know if All I remember is it being on the ground. I don't know if I set it down. It all happened so fast. Total
0: total yard sale.
1: Did your laptop
0: get the fiber (laughs) needed for the day?
1: I hope so. I sure. Well, I sure didn't because I lost half of it to the floor.
0: That sucks. That's just adding to the grocery bill. Yep. (laughs) I did have to buy some fiber one today. Had to restock on the fiber one, huh? Okay. Long pod. Wrap. Got a wrap here. But I appreciate you coming on, Ben. Sorry we talked so much, but great to have you on. Get your insight and, of course, a little bit of comic relief, as you promised to me, and I asked of you. Um, But thank you guys for tuning in. Again, I want to emphasize that next week's pod is the mock redraft of MLW. It's going to be an exciting activity, so definitely tune into that one. But aside from that, we are all wrapped up. So thank you for listening. Jonah Heath played goalie for the hockey team at Central Michigan University. We will see you all next week. It Pipe it up! 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 Get
2: up.